Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stone, Believe Podcast, the network for professional. You can get them uh, at Believe.com. Also, uh, anywhere you get podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Uh, so, been a little over a week since uh, the last time we talked. So, got a, quite a few things to, uh, to touch on. But the first thing I want to touch on, from a personal point of view, and I thought about this today. When I started this podcast back in early summer, if you had told me that with the four tobacco road schools, obviously with Duke and North Carolina, and even NC State, if you had told me that I might be covering four schools, four teams, and none of them make the NCAA tournament, I'd have said no chance in hell. You're crazy. No way with the amount of talent North Carolina and Duke had coming this season. But, but here we are, and at this point, it looks like it, it's very possible that all four of these teams, I mean, Wake's going to miss it. NC State's more than likely going to miss it. And right now, Duke is probably not going to make it either. UNC at this point appears to be the, the only hope for an outright bid at this point. Uh, it looks entirely possible that none of these teams could make the NCAA tournament. As hard as that is to believe. It, it's not hard to believe now that we've seen them on the court. But if I had told you that before the season, you would have thought I was crazy. There's no, there's no chance in hell. But here we are. All four four of these teams right now, right now North Carolina is in the first four out. They have a net of 57. I don't even need to discuss the other three and where they currently lie if Carolina, who's the best of the four, is currently sitting in the first four out. Um, It's just kind of crazy to uh, think about with these these four programs. I mean, not a surprise with Wake, young team, new coach, coming off a tumultuous several years where they haven't been good. Uh, But, you know, NC State, we thought early on this might be the best team they've had in a while. Devin Daniels' injury has, you know, gutted them, unfortunately. Uh, Duke's talent has just not meshed, and defensively, they're a train wreck. Um, You know, Carolina's guard play continues to be a big problem for them. They turn the ball over way too much. If you go back to to look at, you know, their game against – you know, Virginia on Saturday and, you know, not to put it squarely on Caleb Love, but Caleb Love decided after the Duke game, it was time to call himself a savage on social media. Well, that savage, uh, he, there was nothing savage about the game against Virginia. He was terrible. And it's just, it, he just cannot seem to put it together consistently for whatever reason. And I think that's the that's the piece. It's it's the guard play that continues to hold Carolina back. Uh, you know, four points on two of nine shooting, uh, and not just Caleb Love, by the way. The entire team was bad. Walker Kessler had a nice game in eleven minutes. He had nine points, five rebounds. No clue why Roy didn't play him more, other than that's just kind of typically how the rotation goes. Um, you know, Baycott only had seven points. Brooks only had five points. You know, Leaky Black didn't score. R.J. Davis only had six points. Uh, they played a ton of guys in this game, too. It just did not 
Offensively, they couldn't hit a three. They were two of 16 from three-point range. Uh, they all shot 34.5% from the floor. And they, you know, it only turned it over eight times, by the way. They, they actually did a decent job taking care of the ball. They just couldn't hit shots against this Virginia team. And Carolina has struggled to shoot it in the perimeter all season. That's been their weakness. So it's not a surprise that they would struggle against a pack line defense like Virginia that's going to make you shoot a lot of threes. Uh, so not really a surprise that, uh, that Carolina struggled the way that they did on Saturday. Uh, the Heels currently, by the way, they were supposed to play Virginia Tech this week. Tech's in COVID protocol, so that game has been postponed. So now Carolina is looking for an opponent um, for the next few days, Tuesday through Thursday, are the dates that they've put out that they are available um, for a home game. They're only willing to play a home game. I, I think East Carolina makes sense, by the way. You know, just right down the street, right down the road a little ways, their game with Houston's been postponed. Why not? Um that, that, that'll be a game that makes sense to me. We'll see if that ends up happening. It seems like the most logical fit to me. Um, but we'll see if that, uh, that ends up happening or not. We don't have a makeup date yet, by the way, for the Virginia Tech game. So we'll see if that game gets played. Uh, they are back in action on Saturday against, uh, against Louisville. And that, that's going to be a really important game for, for both these teams in terms of their uh, in terms of NCAA tournament hopes. Uh, Louisville currently 11-4 overall, 6-3 in conference play. But obviously, you know, they've played a few less games than everybody else because of COVID. So important game for really for, uh, for both these teams uh, coming up on, uh, on Saturday. So we'll see how that plays out for, uh, for North Carolina. Uh, now for Duke... <laughs> The, the Duke-NC State game on Saturday was one of those that I don't know that there's any way you could have saw it coming. I'm not going to say you couldn't see it coming, but the way that Duke beat NC State, I, I would have never saw it coming. I mean, I tweeted you know, NC State plus three. I thought of late, uh, NC State, you know, given the Devin Daniels injury, had actually played pretty well, um, especially the fact that you know, Duke had given up and lost three in a row, and in those three losses had given up 77, 91, and 93 points. Uh, they come out and hold NC State to 53 points on Saturday and get a 69 to uh, the 53 win. Uh, now, does that mean Duke has figured it out defensively? I don't think so by any stretch of the imagination. This team has had, this team has been a train wreck staying in front of anybody all season long. Um, you know, I think. You know, Matthew Hurt had a really good game. Uh, I, I, he played extremely well. It was 8 of 10 from the floor. Uh, not sure what's happened with Jalen Johnson, by the way. I don't know if he's you know, playing banged up or what the deal is exactly, but only three points in eight minutes. Um, you know, and Mark Williams had a nice game off the bench for him. Stewart had a solid game. Uh, really, though, it was kind of Hurt that carried the wet, carried the, the tide for uh, for Duke. And they shot it extremely well from the field, which you know, 24-47, 9 of 18, three-point range. This is a Duke team that, unfortunately, it's kind of gone back to where it was with the J.J. Redick era, where they lived and died on the three. And they hit their threes on Saturday. That was a big thing. NC State you know, turned it over 18 times. Nobody outside of Shaq Moore really played that well. Um, you know, Funderburg had an okay game, 11 points, five rebounds. Um, but you know, NC State turned it over 18 times. That that's 
never going to be a winning recipe. And when you you know you shoot two of ten from three point range, and Duke hits nine of eighteen, it's going to be uh, be tough to uh, to compete under those circumstances. Uh, looking at the two teams' schedules coming up this week, uh, as far as you know, Duke and NC State are concerned, these are obviously pivotal games coming up for for Duke, especially if they're going to make. Uh, any kind of push towards an NCAA tournament. They go to Wake Forest uh, on the 17th and then Virginia on Saturday. And you know the game is at Duke, but there's no crowd. As much as Duke has struggled offensively at times this season, it's hard to fathom a way that they could win the Virginia game. But if they could win the two games this week, like let's let Duke's schedule going down the stretch of the season. You've got at Wake, Virginia, Syracuse, Louisville at Georgia Tech at UNC. So you've got you got one for sure NCAA, probably two for sure NCAA tournament teams in Virginia and Louisville right now as it stands on your schedule. And you've got two fringe teams in Syracuse and UNC. If if you could win out, you know, your final six games and win a game or two in the ACC tournament, you could maybe make the case for an at-large bid for Duke, depending on how they're playing and how those teams are playing. Uh, but it's hard to hang your hat on that at this point. You just gotta kind of, gotta kind of see how the how the season plays out. But well, first of all, they gotta beat Wake on the seventeenth at Wake, and Wake is a team that is playing much better. Uh, you go back and look at there. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But you know, Wake gave Duke trouble the first time around at Duke. Wake gave Florida State an absolute fit on Saturday, so that, that's not going to be an easy game by uh, by any stretch for uh, for Duke. So they got they cannot look ahead, look past a Wake Forest team that's playing uh, a lot harder and a lot better at this point in the season. So that that's the first thing that they've got to take care of is winning that game. Um, can't overlook what could be a dangerous Wake Forest team in this uh, in this spot. So. That's the uh, that's the really the most important thing for uh, for Duke at uh, at this point in the uh, in the season um, is yeah it's a it's a next game approach you cannot overlook anybody if you're Duke the way you've played to uh, to this point in the uh, in the season and then when you look at you know NC State's schedule uh, you know they they go to Pitt on the 17th go to Wake Saturday they're at Virginia Pitt. At home at Notre Dame, and they play Virginia Tech. So, you know, NC State does have at least two NCAA tournament teams on their uh, on their schedule. But no, again, none of these games are easy, um, and it, it, they're just they're just in such a tough spot with the injury to Devin Daniels. They're so handicapped offensively without him because he created so much for them. One, he was easily the best scorer on the team, one of the most experienced players. And he he attracted so much attention that it created you know opportunities for uh, for others. So NC State really in a uh, in a tough spot you know going forward at uh, at this point in the uh, in the season. So going to make for a uh, definitely a challenging stretch for uh, for Coach Keats and company down the stretch of the season. And really something that you you hate to see because you know before the Devin Daniels injury, there were a couple losses that were hard to explain for NC State. Or just they were just tough, bad losses, and you still felt like they could reach their potential with Devin Daniels on the team and with some of the freshmen starting to uh, to come along and progress. Uh, but then the the Daniels injury happens, and just it just 
guts this team because he, he just he's so good offensively, scores it at will, rebounds his position well, good passer, sets up you know draws a lot of attention and uh, and you know gives other people opportunities. So uh, you know really just a uh, tough injury for uh, for NC State and company at this point in the season. Uh, and, and looking you know at Wake Forest, like Wake Forest of the four teams, when you factor in everything that came into this season with expectations and everything, there is a case to be made that Wake has maybe had the best season. Not in terms of record, <laughs> but in terms of what the expectation was and you're know, maxing out your potential. Because Wake has, they've pretty much been competitive in about every game. You know, outside of the Notre Dame game recently, that was a, a dud on their part. Um, but, you know, for the most part, over the last six to eight weeks, Wake has played really hard, and they've given everybody they've played an absolute fit. And that was no different when they played Florida State on uh, on Saturday. Uh, on, you know, losing that game 92 to 85 was a, was a very, very entertaining game. And they were down by, you know, double digits in the second half. They continued to fight and found a way to uh, to force overtime. So I mean, that that was a big thing. That's what we've talked about all season: is how hard was Steve Forbes' team going to play? And they have definitely uh, maxed out their potential and been a team that has. There's been no question about their effort and their fight and how hard they've played this season. And that was, they have bought in, and that's a that's a huge step for uh, for Wake Forest. As they, as Coach Ford looks to uh, to build this program, and I'm not sure if Wake's Wake's record probably won't be good enough to get them into an NIT. It doesn't look like you don't know because this is the year where they're probably only going to be the NIT in terms of the other postseason tournaments because of COVID and teams maybe just not wanting to risk it. Um, and it, you don't know. It kind of depends on your know, teams opting out or opting in to uh, to play. In that kind of tournament, but they, they could really benefit if they could find a way to uh, to get themselves into uh, a tournament like the uh, like the NIT this uh, this season because I think you know they're a team that has shown a ton of growth and, and postseason play and extra practices uh, could really benefit Wake Forest. I think I think that's they're the kind of team that could really benefit from that kind of opportunity and that kind of you know extra reps on the court practice and uh, in terms of game reps as uh, as well uh, you know Carter Witt the guy the freshman that's supposed to be a high school senior he had nine assists on Saturday against Florida State he is just you know he continues to grow and get better game by game for uh, for Wake Forest and the better he gets the better they get offensively because he's such a good playmaker takes the pressure off of like Davian Williamson to uh, to create so much offense also uh, you know DeBose as uh, as well so I think that's you know he's been huge for uh, for Wake to uh, to this point in the uh, in the season and just looking at you know Wake's schedule as they go down the stretch again like we said they they play you know Duke on Wednesday night uh, it's at Wake I mean it's a, it's a game that Wake could win and in terms of you know the recruiting trail it could be huge for Wake um, it, it you know it's not going to mean a ton record wise but in terms of you know just beating a a name brand team, another Tobacco Road rival like Duke for Coach Forbes in year one. Uh, to have that feather in your cap would uh, 
would certainly be absolutely huge for uh, for Wake Forest. Uh, so I, you know, don't don't overlook that just because Duke is having a down year for a team like Wake Forest. That's <laughs> and the struggles they've had recently. That would still be a huge win and could be a huge potential week in terms of Tobacco Road because I mean they get Duke, they get Duke Wednesday, and then NC State Saturday, and they're both they're both winnable games for uh, for Wake Forest. So. Uh, you know, those are those are going to be two interesting games for, for the Deacons this week. Uh, then they close out with Clemson at Virginia Tech at Pitt and Georgia Tech. Um, you know, Clemson, Virginia Tech games will be tough, but Pitt, Georgia Tech are certainly winnable games for uh, for Wake. So, you know, if you can close out the stretch of the season going four and four and two, if you're Wake Forest, even three and three, uh, you know, a nine and 12 or a 10 and 11 season. For going into the ACC tournament for Coach Forbes and company, I would think you would have to somewhat call that a success. I know he has said that he does not believe in moral victories, and I certainly can understand and agree with that. But if you're able to do that uh, and you get yourself up to six ACC wins, which that might yeah might get you up towards 11th or 10th in terms of the uh, the ACC tournament, uh, just kind of depending on what everybody else does, but. That would certainly be, I think, a successful year for Coach Forbes and company in uh, in year one. So uh, that's the first episode we're gonna we're gonna do this uh, this week. We'll do another one probably on uh, on Thursday after we see the games from uh, from this week. But as always, thank you for tuning in to Believe in Tobacco Run. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Stone Sports, also at uh, Believe Podcast on Twitter as well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.